Horror comics have been scaring readers for years. Is there anyone brave enough to sit down with their creators? This is Discussions with Decapitated Dan. This week on Discussions with Decapitated Dan, Chris Wisdia is back, and this time he is here to talk about his new book, Monstrosis from SLG. Discussions with Decapitated Dan is brought to you by CuriousGoodsAndComics.com. Don't be afraid to lose your head over all the savings. CuriousGoodsAndComics.com, where Decapitated Dan gets his books. Are you a comic book creator? Do you write, draw, color, letter, ink, edit, or do your own webcomic? If so, you're eligible to nominate for the Ghastly Awards. Go over to GhastlyAwards.com and find the nomination form and nominate for this year's Best in Horror Comics, the Ghastly Awards, honoring excellence in horror comics since 2011. GhastlyAwards.com So welcome everybody to this week's Discussions with Decapitated Dan. Joining me for his second time on the show, Chris Wisney. Hello everybody, thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for coming back on. I didn't scare you off the first time. <laughs> I, I thought it was the opposite. <laughs> Sooner or later, I might have to pull that on somebody. Be like, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> well, as we always start off every show, it's just the simple, who are you and what do you do? Um, I, I make comic books. I, I write and draw and uh, produce them. Right now, I'm with SLG Publishing, and we are about to release the second volume of Doris Danger, Giant Monster Adventures. The book is called Monstrosis. It's 176 pages. It's got uh, inked sequences by Mike Allred, Herb Trimpey, Bill Sienkiewicz, and pinups of giant monsters by Neil Adams, Simon Bisley, Brian Boland, Jeff Darrow, uh, Alex Malev, John Severin, Jill Thompson, J.H. Williams III. I, I know I'm missing a bunch of them. Al Feldstein and maybe maybe about eight other people. Well, I want to start, since you brought it up, let, I want to start there. Um, let's kind of give us an idea, you know, is it you who's going out and asking all these people to collaborate or is SLG in charge of that? Uh, it, it was all my doing. I've been doing it since I started publishing my comics in 2004. Um, I went to Comic-Con in 2001 in San Diego. And, um, you know, you, you see pinup books of Batman or Sandman. Um, and, and the one that really struck me was Mike Allred's Madman comics. He would always have a, a few pinups of his favorite artists. And he would talk about why... Uh, their favorite artists of his and the work they did. And I, I thought it was just a really neat thing to, to show your love of comics and uh, other creators out there, you know, support people that are getting started as well as um, just, just kind of show your, your heritage and uh, you know, where, where you came from and 
you know, where comics came from. So in 2001, I, I approached a lot of artists um, saying, hey, I'm going to self-publish something, and I, I wanted to see if maybe you might be able to contribute. And basically everyone said, sorry, kid, <laughs> not interested, too busy. Uh, and Dick Ayers was kind enough to, you know, be supportive and look at my work and, you know, give give uh, some some critiques and, you know, just – you know, be be a nice guy, basically. And he, he gave me his contact info, and he said he'd be willing to do a, a pinup for me. And um, I had not yet created Doris Danger. And um, on the trip home, it, it struck me like a bolt of lightning. Wouldn't that be the coolest thing if I did a giant monster comic in the old Atlas style of, you know, Jack Kirby and Stan Lee? Because Dick inked those back in the late 50s, early 60s. And uh, wouldn't that be the greatest if he inked them? And so I got home and wrote them, and he said, yeah, sounds fun, and, and we did it. And uh, by the next Comic-Con 2002, I had three five-page stories that Dick had inked for me, and I showed those around of, to artists, and I said, yeah, I'm, I'm doing Kirby-style giant monster stories. And, you know, people would be working, they'd kind of look up, and I'd say, Dick Ayers inked them. And they'd be like, oh, and they, they'd actually look at the art, and I'd say, I, I was trying to get pinups, and they're like, yeah, yeah, I would contribute to that. And um, so it, it just goes to show you it's who you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I like I say, this has been going on since 2001, me uh, just approaching my favorite artists at conventions or finding them online. And um, I, I've gotten such a batch of fantastic artists, you know, then I can show other artists, here are other people who have contributed. This is what they're doing. And it, it just kind of snowballs, and I, I think, at this point, people kind of, at least in the industry, know who I am and know what I'm doing. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's that guy. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, the, the thing I think that is kind of cool about, hey, why don't you do a pinup of a giant monster? Is if, if you do a pinup of Batman, you know, how many ways can you draw Batman, you know, looking foreboding up on top of a building or punching out a bad guy or whatever? Um, but giant monsters, you know, you can draw it any way you like. Uh, in any setting, um, and, and you can really use your creativity, and uh, and it's giant monsters, you know, right. it doesn't right. want to draw giant monsters, and so <laughs> that, that's basically the, the short, quick story. <laughs> so, I, you know, that's that's real cool, I, so are you, are these personal friends of yours, I guess is an easy way to say it, or are you like, when you go to the shows, going up to them, and stuff like that? Um. Well, you know, to start, they, they were all complete strangers. But, you know, now that it's been years and years, I've, I've gotten to know, you know, a lot of them. And, um, yeah, some of them I, I hang out with bars. Some of them, you know, come come hang out. So, you know, it, it, it's varying degrees, as you can imagine. Sure, but, sure. Um, yeah. no, that's, that's real cool. Uh, you know, and in the new book, you know, Monstrosis, Let's kind of talk about that. What can we expect in this book that we didn't get with with the other ones? Um, new? the the first few yeah nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the the first few stories I wrote, um, they were just considered backup stories in in my anthology, my pseudo anthology, Tabloid Weekly Magazine. And in, in that book, I was, I was just pretending um, it, it was like a, a tabloid newspaper with, with different contributors. And so, you know, I had a bunch of stories running, and Doris Danger was just a backup story in it. 
and I, I didn't know it was going to continue. So they were just little five-page stories, little kind of nonsensical stories that were, were pretending they were part of, of a giant um, serialized article. Um, so every, every first page of the story would begin in the middle of a cliffhanger and you had no idea what was going on and it would end with a cliffhanger and you would have no idea how they got out of it. And so it was, it was like a running gag because um, I, I don't know about you and I don't know about a lot of people, but when I was a kid reading comics, there was no such thing as eBay uh, or, or the internet where, you know, if you wanted something, you would just go buy it and have it shipped in three to five days. You know, you, you would go to the supermarket and what, whatever month, it was that's what comics you could buy and if if you didn't uh get back the next month you you wouldn't get the rest of the story um and it, it was the same thing with uh you know serialized tv if if you're watching x files or lost i guess lost wasn't around back there but you you know what i mean where right, right. um the you, you would see your one episode and you you wouldn't necessarily know the characters um and, and then you catch another episode that was maybe five weeks later and a bunch had happened and you didn't know what. And then you'd watch the next week and it was a rerun that happened from two seasons ago. Um, and so th the whole idea was just to kind of play with that and see if you could still tell a story that was interesting. Um, so that, that was the old stories. And, and I've kept that format. But in the new stories, um, the the publisher, SLG, wanted to see an actual story that got told. <laughs> so that, that was one thing I, I consciously tried to do was tell one story. Um, but I'm always sabotaging myself because it, it does, in my opinion, tell a story, but I'm still not giving it to you in order and I'm not giving you all the pieces. Um, I'm, I'm trying to give it in a way that it, it's all the cool pieces, and it's enough that you you get the story. So I'm I'm experimenting a lot, I guess. Um, I I guess the big thing about this book compared to the old stuff is um, the old stuff is from uh, I think 2007 was the last time I printed any new material, um, and so I have really improved. <laughs> like my uh, my art has really improved and my storytelling and my humor's really improved. And I, I'm really proud about that in the book, if I may say so. So, uh, if, if I wanted to buy this book, I, and I know this is definitely something we need to make sure people understand. If I want to buy this, where can I get it? Yeah. Um, SLG decided that they will not be distributing through diamond with this book. That means it won't be in comic stores. It's exclusively at Amazon. Um, and I don't think they're going to be printing, uh, any overstock. I think they're going to basically be printing to the orders. Okay. <laughs> so this, this is a, uh, a hardcover, pretty little nice book, um, that, that'll be a one of a kind limited run, you know, small print book. Um, and the reason that it was chosen to be done that way is, you know, everything's going digital and the, the floppy monthly comic is, is kind of getting out of vogue. Um, and so publishers have to make a choice, you know, do, do you just go digital and not worry about books? Do you try and do trade paperbacks? And we, we decided we wanted to make a nice object that people could, could really appreciate and uh, that you don't get the same experience if, if you're just looking on your iPhone. 
Right. Now, I know you, and I know that um, some some of the things that you've done, and I can't remember, were the were the treasury-sized books, was that through SLG, or was that you? Just I self-published those. Okay. Those were uh, 9 by 13-inch, yeah, treasury-sized giant monster books. Um, I, I always thought back in the 70s when Marvel and DC were doing those, it was a great format, and for adults it's great because uh, proportionately – they're big, so they make you feel like a little kid reading a regular size comic. <laughs> and I, I love that, um, you know, I was doing giant monsters, and I felt they should be on a giant uh, format. The The funny thing is when SLG picked me up, he went the opposite direction. He said, um, let's go to more of a pocketbook size and make it a, a precious little uh personal one-on-one experience with your giant monsters. And interestingly, at that time, this was um, a couple years or so ago, part of that decision was because a giant book won't fit on a shelf at, uh, for example, Borders Bookstore. <laughs> mm-hmm, right. And so you, you need to uh, think about your market. Now, of course, uh, bookstores are uh, having trouble, and, and so now we're, we're looking at, okay, what, what are new new ways we can do this and amazon of course is is a big um potential right i know i know when i set up uh, with the dark delight stuff and i have your your giant books i had to put them all the way at the top of the rack <laughs> <laughs> and i mean they stand out i'll tell you that they stand out so uh, the reason i was asking about the size of the books and everything is because i'm curious what's the size of this book yeah this this book is uh five and a half by eight and a half inches so it's smaller than comic book size okay and you know one thing I noticed here on the SLG page is that they're in issues as well. You can get the digital issues. Yeah, kind of a funny thing. Um, we put out the first Doris Danger collection through SLG, and it it was uh, almost the complete uh, collection of everything I had self published. Um, and the publisher agreed to to do a second book, and I. I assumed the whole time I made it that it was going to be a graphic novel. Um, and I submitted it and said, okay, I'm done. Here it is. And then I was told, okay, we're going to release it digitally in chapters. <laughs> and I went, oh, okay, I am going to take those back then and uh, <laughs> adjust it so that it it can be chapters. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and so they, they were released uh, over the last year. Um, roughly 28 pages per chapter, roughly uh, three pinups of my favorite artists per chapter. And um, yeah, and so you could say this is at last the collection of the the digital comic, but I, I think it's still an, an OGN. Right, right. Okay, if, if, I were go to, if I go to Amazon, how much is the book? I believe it's $25. Okay. And if and the digital issues you can get for uh, ninety nine cents on the SLG page, but when right. I go to your page, it says I get some homemade mini comics. That's right. When when we released the digital books, um, you know, I was looking forward to releasing the book and going to cons and you know showing it off, and and then instead I went to the cons and I had nothing to show except. Hey, go to iTunes, go to Comixology, and so I I decided to um, print on my homemade printer on crappy looking paper with crappy looking <laughs> inks uh, some one of a kind con exclusive mini comics of the story, and um, yeah, just just to kind of show around to people and show them, look, I am working, and uh, 
let them see the story and stuff. So, yeah, you know, some some people could care less about that. Some people appreciate, hey, you know, this is a one of a kind thing, uh, and when the book comes out, there aren't going to be any of these around. Just right. depends on your taste. Some people aren't going to care about a nice hardcover book. They're fine spending ninety nine cents, you know, on six chapters to read the whole thing, and you know, whatever works for people. I, I'm just glad it's accessible, you know, in different ways. Uh, can you touch base on some of like the um, other than the the comics and everything that are inside the book? Touch base on like some of the extra stuff. I know you know looking through it, I saw some crossword puzzles. And... <laughs> yeah, um, you know, old comics. If if you flip through them, you you notice the smell and the nasty paper, and um, they've always got funny ads, you know, build your own hovercraft or, you know, buy, buy all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, there's always letters pages, um, with, you know, inane morons writing in and the, the kind editor saying, you're absolutely right. And we love what you have to say and, you know, pitching their new book. And, um, so I, I, I wanted it to be an experience. Um, and I, I've seen a lot of comics that have fake ads, and I, I, I kind of decided, yeah, I don't think I need to do that. So I, I decided to do um, – a, a lot of it I stole from what Alan Moore did in his Image superhero comics. Um, I, I think they're called 1960-something, whatever the year was, 1965 right. yeah. maybe. And, yeah. Um, yeah, and he, he did some letters pages, and I, I loved how – you know, he he just had he he was he was I I don't I guess making fun of uh, Stan Lee's old uh, you know responses to letters and stuff with this happy tone of yes fan that's right Sahib you know and um, mm-hmm. and and so I I decided to do that and and you know he made up letters of uh, fans writing about old comics from the series that didn't exist. And so basically I just stole it all from what he did. You, you know, you steal from the masters and hope, <laughs> hope <laughs> yours turns out. Okay. So, you know, I, I made letters pages and I, I did some text features on the history of Doris danger in comics, um, which is all fictitious. You know, um, I, I had a, a fake editor who, who's been my fake editor, you know, since my first comics in 2004. And, uh, yeah, like you said, I had a crossword puzzle with with a bunch of words that aren't actually in the puzzle. <laughs> so don't look too close for those words. But interestingly, if if you do uh, look at the crossword, there's a secret message in it that that you can read. So if if you read through the letters, um, I, I think I made it complicated. Like you have to read down each column or something like that. There, there's a secret don't give, message. Don't tell them what to do. <laughs> This interview contains spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, one thing I want to make sure everyone does understand, I mean, you know, 176 pages, and I can 100% guarantee that this is at least going to take four hours. <laughs> at least. If you read at least fast. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you really do something that that I'm not going to say no one does anymore. But very, 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 very few people do anymore, and that is deliver a story. <laughs> and I'm I'm talking like you you know '60s, early '70s stuff where it was just so much story, and the artwork is there, and it it 
holds its own, but you really deliver on the story, and that's something I absolutely love. I, I'm glad you say that because if if anyone were to look at a page, like if, if you go to my website, I, I've got a sneak peek, and if you look at the page, you're going to go, my God, about half of each panel is text. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, most people, uh, well, I shouldn't say most people, but, you know, the the first thought is this is going to be excruciating to get through. <laughs> but ho- hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully uh, people people appreciate the humor in there. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely a concern for me. You know, I, I'm, I'm trying to do an homage to the old 60s comics. And if, if you look at those old pages, they had text on them. And pe- people don't do that in comics anymore. So, so the, the balance is can, can you get away with it in a way that still entertains and doesn't alienate people from wanting to look at it at all? I don't see how you could alienate anybody from giving them more than what they pay for entertainment-wise. <laughs> the, I guess uh, a lot of people just aren't interested in that kind of commitment. Oh, their comic I know, I know. There's the word book and comic book, people. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, in terms of you know just just how much text and everything there is in it, do you do you think of yourself in a way as more of a writer than an artist? It, it's funny. I got a degree in art at UC Davis, um, so I'm. I'm trained in art, but, but that training is like, I, I did, uh, non, non-representational oil paints, you know, (laughs) um, I, I feel my strength is, is more as a writer, to be honest. Um, I, I feel I'm a better writer than an artist. Okay. For comics, for sure. Um, Sure. Yeah. But I, I guess, uh, you know who knows where people's tastes lie. <laughs> wow. I here here's another thing though. If I were to use the art the word artist to to mean you draw a comic book, then then what I said is true. If if I were to use the word artist, like I am an artist and I create art, I, I think my my writing and drawings make an art. And uh, you know I, I pompously feel. That I, I'm not making comics. I, I'm making a work of art when, when I do this stuff. At least that's what I aspire to do. So right. in that regard, you know, your your question is moot. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, here's what we've figured out. Anything in terms of modern American comics, you don't do. You give us so much story that it's going to take us two years to finish the book. <laughs> and then, And then on top of that, you do everything in the book. You're the writer, the artist, the anchor, everything. Editor, letter. Yeah, you don't find that anymore. So <laughs> and, I I, mean, and I letter by hand, and you definitely don't find that anymore. So, so basically, what you're saying is in the uh, five-year hiatus, <laughs> <laughs> we know what you've been doing. <laughs> well, um, it it definitely takes a long time. I, I think for what I do, I work pretty fast, especially considering I have a day job. But the other thing is during that time, I, I actually spend a lot of time putting pitches together for companies trying to get other stuff made. And I, I would do, you know, 10, 20 page pitches, you know, of, of fully realized comic stories. Um, I, I had hoped at the time that that would... Um, get people's attention. You know, the fact that I'd been in the industry for a little while and, and the fact that, look, here's the project. Um, interestingly, 
that that got some editors knowing who I am and what I do. But in particular, uh, SLG said, okay, but we like that monster stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so I guess it, it worked, you know, but, but all that work that I did remained, um, you know, basically unseen. And, and I unfortunately find that that's often what, what happens with, with work I produce. I, I work really hard and I, I get stuff out and, uh, nothing happens to it or, or it leads to different things happening. Um, so it, it it's, it's kind of a, a, a tricky thing, you know, cause, um, I, I feel like I've produced a lot, but nothing to show for it basically. <laughs> well, that sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. It's the nature of being an artist. And, <laughs> and I still have those old stories, you know, and if if this if this monstrosis book is seen, then people say, hopefully, you know, what else have you got? And then I can say, oh, funny that you could that you should ask. I've got this. You know, so I, I don't think it's work that uh, can't it, – it, it, it helps no matter what. Sure, you know? sure. Yeah, so I, I don't look at it as a negative thing. It, it, it's, uh, it's all stuff that, that needs to be done. It just hasn't been done yet, and now I've got to jump on it. Right. Well, speaking of other work, you, you just mentioned on Facebook the other day that you're going to be working with uh, a friend of mine over at Silver Phoenix Entertainment on something. Yes. Yes, I'm working with Charles. He, he just uh, asked me to draw a 12-page zombie story uh, in the Kirby style for his uh, kind of haunted house attraction that he's got going. Very cool. Very cool. And if anybody wants to find out more about that, um, you can check out Silver Phoenix Entertainment's uh, Facebook page and your Facebook page to find out about that. But okay, um, we'll, we'll move this little part up real quick so we can talk about how San Diego went for you. So you got to tell me. I know last time you were on, I can't remember what your story was at the moment, but what was the most horrific thing that happened to you at San Diego this year? Oh, you always ask this. I, I thought I had a really good year this year. Um, <laughs> Yeah, nothing's coming to mind offhand. No, no one yelled at me. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think it was a good year. I, I had a lot of fun. How overall? Um, how did you do with the show? And um, I was asked to be at the SLG booth three hours a day, and that blew me away. Because in the past, I, I usually do an hour a day or no hours a day, <laughs> and so I, I had been planning to do all this stuff, and I, I wound up. Uh, pitching um and i i think i did okay you know it, it's funny because at, at conventions you know people will say oh yeah i did great i sold 300 copies of my book or you know and i i have never had that experience at cons i i usually really don't enjoy sitting and and working at cons i, I don't enjoy uh being the artist that nobody knows that, that everyone's just trying to walk by, you know, cause they know that I'm desperate to sell something to try and get my hotel paid for, you know, and I, I, f I find myself resenting everyone there and, you know, getting really angry and irritable. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, I, I've kind of stopped doing shows unless someone asks me to. Um, okay. And so, you know, if, if a comic shop says, hey, we'd really like you to come down, it's like, I would be happy to, to do that for you because you do so much for me. Um, or if my publisher is, is at a show I, I, and, and it's one I can get to, then I, I 
make sure you know to to spend time there and i I think it is important uh to try and build up a fan base and also to to maintain your fan base um i I just feel like you know here it's been seven years and i I haven't really seen a fan base building up <laughs> oh. and I, I feel like there there's a better use of time for me would be staying home and and working and producing work and trying to build a fan base that way. Um, so I'm here. I'm your fan base. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny cause I, <laughs> I have a very small, but intensely dedicated and impressed fan base. You know, when, when people get what I'm doing, they can't get enough of it. And, and that means a lot to me. And uh, unfortunately that's just the kind of work I have where, you know, you need to put your time in and you, you need to have a certain kind of, uh, aesthetic i guess uh, mindset you know personality type <laughs> but, sure, but if sure. if all the stars are aligned then you're going to love my stuff you know um but i i think it's you know kind of a david lynch style fan base he's got a great fan base but a lot of people don't get it or aren't interested you know and i i just have to acknowledge to myself that if if i'm going to have a fan base that's the kind of fan base i'm going to have and i i'm going to have to find them and they're going to have to find me sure Sure. Speaking of where they can find you, where <laughs> where can they find you? Yeah, um, I I've got a few little things coming up the the next uh, couple months. Um, mostly just kind of local stuff. I I live in Davis, California, which is close to Sacramento. So I'm I'm going to be doing um, a, a signing at. Uh, the Sacramento Comic Con, September 30th. Um, I'll be doing a store signing at Comics and Collectibles, October 6th. Um, those are both in Sacramento. I'll be at ApeCon, October 13th and 14th with SLG Publishing. I'll be, I'll be sitting with them. Um, that's in San Francisco. And then uh, kind of a fun one, October 21st, um, J.H. Williams III, who's doing uh, Batwoman and... It was just announced he'll be doing Sandman's Origin with Neil Gaiman. He's uh, having his vows renewed down in Las Vegas, and uh, he set up a store signing at Alternate Reality Comics for October 21st. So I'll be there with him and uh, James Robinson. Very cool. Yeah, you you asked about am I friends with these guys, so there's an example of uh, a guy who has been real supportive of me, uh, J.H. Williams III, and uh, has has gotten to be a good friend of mine. The Sacramento area in general is is that a a hub of creators? Would you say? I, I would say there are some of us there. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Well, that, we are actually that's how I met Sam Keith. Um, Ron Lim is here. Um, Kelly Jones is here, but I've never actually met him. <laughs> <laughs> He's avoiding you. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I mean, that's that's real cool. Um, and and we are sadly out of time. Well, thank you. It goes so, by so fast, that. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ho- hopefully, I got out everything you wanted to talk about. Uh, let's let's tell everybody where they can find you online. My website is www.tabloia.com. That's spelled T-A-B-L-O-I-A. That's uh, uh, an amalgamation of tabloid and paranoia. I'm also on Facebook, Chris Wisnia, and I'm also on Twitter, at Chris Wisnia. 
Uh, and if as as we stated earlier, you can also go over to SLG's website to uh, check some stuff out. You have links on on ev- for everything on on your site for the Amazon link. If you want to go uh, to iTunes, Comicsology, Barnes Noble. Yeah. Is Barnes and Noble's one still still working? I I haven't checked it recently. Okay. <laughs> it worked when I put it up. Yeah. And there's also people... an eight page uh, sneak preview of the new book at my website and uh, quotes of endorsement from all my favorite comics artists and links to all the reviews and uh, interviews and such so that you can uh, get some sneak peeks there. Can people still order the hand homemade mini comics? Yeah, I, I've still got a few. Okay. So you can go to the tabloid site to get those as well. Chris, as always, it is a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks so um, much. Do, do not hesitate to come back. I, I like having you on. Anytime. Who are you to wave your finger? You must have been out your head. I hold deep in muddy waters. You practically raise. 